Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. And hello and welcome to a, another edition of Mets Musings number 299. And uh, we did try to do something different tonight, and it's turned out to be a total disaster. So uh, please bear with us. If you tuned in before, you probably are not going to tune in again. And uh, that is uh, we tried to go live using another um, another uh, uh, application. It's worked fine in the past. And, of course, tonight, because we're going live, it doesn't work. And it's clogging up the computer. And so now I have to do it this way. And I'm not very happy about it. But um, it is what it is. And we'll try to muddle on through. We have a big announcement to make. And let's get right to that. Mets Musings is going video. And that's why it's so important to try to get this program to work in conjunction, conjunction with sportscaster.live. Uh, um, because it's going to be a completely different show if I can't. And I want to deliver the best product that I can. And right now, I'm not going to be able to do it the way, doing it this way. But um, it is what it is. And so uh, that's part of the, na- the announcement. We are going live on Thursday evenings. We've joined the 365sportscast.com site. That network there, it's a brand new network uh, started, and uh, as I said, we'll be live on Thursday evenings at 8 p.m., and we'll be using sportscaster.live as the stream host, and of course, Mets Musings will still be available as an audio podcast on baseballtalkradio.com, as well as uh, on iTunes, so don't uh, be concerned that you're going to lose the audio version this is just something new. We're trying to uh, stretch out a little bit and try something a little different. And uh, the good people at 365 asked me if I would like to uh, be a part of it. And it's a, a new network started by Mark Rosenman, who wrote the uh, co-authored the book Down on a Corner, uh, a book about Kindness Corner. He's been on this show as a guest and uh, pleased to... Uh, Pleased to join with him and, and others to form uh, this new network and to be a part of this new network, I should say. And you see the logo right over my shoulder there. And uh, so we are still in a beta phase and we'll be trying to sort things out over the next couple of weeks. The official launch of the network, I believe, is October 1st. So I've got another week or two to try to work out all of these um uh, picadillos or whatever you wish to call them at this time and uh, we'll see how that all works out with sportscaster alive but um, uh, it is what it is and i'm sorry and i apologize to the people that were on the other two or three attempts that we made to get this going um, the way i wanted it to go and uh, unfortunately that did not work so we're going to do it the straight way straight 
sportscast the live way. I don't think it's broadcasting on MetsMusings.com. I don't know why it should be, but um, just another uh, problem that has to be ironed out at this point in time. So uh, if you're joining in, thank you so much for for tuning in and uh i hope you'll I'll try to do the best show that i can um without any special effects as it were um let's get to the to the news of the week we've got uh surgery reports we've got um increased ticket prices to be ticked off about uh and i'm wearing a brooklyn cyclones hat tonight because Tonight is their last game of the season, and uh, probably um, it's a merciful thing. They are losing. Um, the only a good thing about tonight's game is that Noah Syndergaard made uh, his return. He pitched two innings, three earned runs, two bases on balls, two strikeouts, and as somebody uh, wrote on Twitter, did not look good at all. Um. I don't know what you expect this late in the season and his first time back, first time on a mound in a long, long time. Uh, he did pitch one inning in a game, but, um, you know, this is what's going to happen. He, he, he's not ready to go. He's like at not even at spring training yet. So um, it'll be interesting to see what they're going to do with Noah now that all of the minor leagues are shut down. And we'll have more on that a little bit later. Uh, but um, so Syndergaard pitched in Brooklyn tonight. It's the final day of the regular season in the New York Penn League. The Cyclones will not make the playoffs, but I figured I would wear my Cyclones hat just hat just to celebrate that. Um, news came down that the Mets are going to increase ticket prices for 2018, uh, and they are demanding subscribers pay upfront money by September 15th. Um, it just seems this team cannot do anything right. Why in God's name would they raise ticket prices coming off of this season? It makes absolutely no sense at all to me. Just, just does not make a bit of sense. How can you raise prices after the season that they had they can't do anything right they, they, even their press releases i <laughs> i don't know this is an organization that is very messed up and it starts at the top and goes to the bottom and, and they have to make it look they're not going to sell a team but then they've got to have the smarts to start it below them and clean house. They have to get rid of Alderson. They're not going to, but they have to get rid of Alderson. They have to get rid of everybody below them. I, I, it's, just, it's just unbelievable to me that they cannot see that there's a problem here with these stupid press releases that come out, with these misdiagnoses or whatever, or, or how they release the information about injuries to the press. Maybe it's not the doctors at all. Maybe it's just the way they handle things. But the, the amount of injuries means that they, they need to look at their training. 
Maybe Alderson can't go after power arms all the time because where are they all ending up? They're all ending up getting Tommy John surgery. Maybe you can't do that all the time. And I fear that they are going to ruin Dominic Smith and they're going to ruin Juan Lagaris. Lagaris is starting to hit now. Why? Because he going, he's going to the opposite field. And what did I hear on a broadcast last night? Well, they want Lagaris to pull a little more. Pull, why? He's got speed. He hits well to the opposite field. Why in God's name has everybody got to hit a home run on this team? Let them hit the way they can hit. Dominic Smith used the entire field. He was a line drive hitter. Please do not make. I don't care if first baseman's supposed to be a, a first a power position. That's bull. It's all bull now. They're throwing everything else out of the out in the garbage with all these sabermetrics. So why can't we throw that out in the garbage about a power position at first base? They tried to ruin Conforto. He came back this year, went back to his old way of hitting, and guess what? He hit 27 home runs. Golly gee, how did that happen? The home runs will come, but let these guys be hitters first. Ligaris is not going to be a home run hitter. Let him be a guy at the top of the lineup, a place setter. Let him hit a double the right center. He'll occasionally pop a home run. He'll occasionally pull the ball. But don't try to make everybody a pull hitter. This is what's wrong with this organization. It's just amazing. And they said something yesterday about an article that uh, Terry Collins, an interview, at what he's trying to teach him. He's trying to teach him the win. And he said that... Um, I know there's a lot of organizations who think winning in the minors is secondary, and that development is the only thing that's important. I have seen in, in t my time guys who accept losing as well. Uh, I got two hits today. I pitched two innings today. I didn't give up any runs. It wasn't my fault. I just hope they understand. And he's talking about to the new guys. That's not acceptable here. That will never be acceptable here. Not in this town. Not with this organization. Not with this team. Well, it may not be. Losing may not be acceptable. And I agree with him on that. But this is an organization that doesn't encourage winning. It does encourage development. It encourage, encourages development of certain players. And in cases like that, sometimes you're going to let other players go to the wayside. And in this organization, a lot of it is pitching that they develop. But the hitters seem to be off to the wayside. And they have to change their philosophy. It's just not working now. Look at the year the minor leagues had, and I'm going to go uh, in a little bit more in that later, but none of them are in the playoffs except Binghamton. One team. They're not teaching them how to win. And I've spoken to managers. I've spoken to coaches. And this organization pushes development over winning. And it's tough for these managers sometimes. Because they're competitive. They want to win. 
but they get their marching orders from upstairs. And we know what upstairs it means. That means Sandy Alderson. And I just think he's got to go. And from the mind of Sandy Alderson, the latest uh, boondoggle was this, that the uh, he's happy with the catching situation. Are you happy with the catching situation? Are you happy with Travis Darno out there every day? I know he's been hitting a little bit more. I'll tell you the truth. Right now, I have more faith in Kevin Plawecki because he's a different ball player since he came up to the majors this year. He's hitting the ball better. His defense looks better. His throwing looks better. He, he's thrown out a couple of guys. He's thrown other guys out that either Cabrera dropped uh, or Cicchini missed the ball or Reyes dropped the ball or Rosario because a lot of these guys are out of position, which is another thing they got to look at in spring training. You teach these infielders how to straddle a bag. What is it to straddle a bag? Why do you got to stand in front of the bag? I know. I, I, cannot understand how badly fundamentals are taught and look we're blaming the Mets for all of this but there are a lot of teams that don't do any fundamentals right and I'll tell you the team that everybody should have been watching was Houston last weekend because they taught you how to play the game right the defense was good they're aggressive on the base path. They're not the fastest guys in the world, but they're very aggressive on the base paths. They take a lot of chances. They make you make a mistake. They don't go station to station. They play good defense, and they hit. They weren't blasting home runs all over the ballpark last week in the sweep of the Mets. They hit. They kept pounding hit after hit after hit after hit, making contact. And that's what this team has got to learn. But I fear they're never going to do it with Alderson because he wants power hitters hitting home runs all the time and power pitchers. And I'm just uh, not sure that that's a good philosophy. All right, let's take a quick break here, and uh, I'll be back after this. Looking for great Cardinals talk? Then check out Conversations with C70. My name is Daniel Shoftaw, and I talk with some of the great bloggers on the Internet today about their teams. But it always goes back to the Cardinals. Find the latest episode on my website, www.cardinal70.com or at baseballpodcast.net. Did you know that Baseball PhD can be heard on BaseballTalkRadio.com? Our shows rotate with other top baseball podcasts. Now don't forget, that's BaseballTalkRadio.com. With us, we'll help you get a PhD in life through baseball. With BaseballTalkRadio.com, you'll hear the rest of the excellent universe of baseball podcasts. 516-619-6341. That is the comment 
voicemail hotline if you'd like to be a part of the show and drop us a line leave us a comment or a voicemail question anything at all call that number 516-619-6341 or go to metsmusings.com and click on that widget in the middle of the screen and that's a speak pipe and you can leave a voicemail right through your computer through your computer's microphone or if you prefer to do things the old-fashioned way, send us an email at metsmusings at gmail.com. The Facebook page is facebook.com slash groups slash metsmusings. And the Twitter handle is at metsmusings1. With all the Mets news, it is the news from around the world and around the corner. Here's Gary Mack. And I'm back, and uh, uh, just want to go back to the uh, ticket prices, if I would. I mean, uh, how nuts is this? It's are they expecting people are going to pay more prices? If you look on some of the uh, the uh, uh, Twitter and and uh, social media. People are not renewing. They don't want to renew it and, and uh, up a price. They'll just buy tickets and look. If this team gets off to a poor start next year, there'll be plenty of uh, bargains galore to take advantage of. Now, I don't know what the how much the increases is. I don't know anything about it. I tried to find an article on it. Normally, I was able to find with some um, social media things. Uh, by season ticket holders who got a letter, and this is what they're reporting. But um, I, I it, it, it's mind-boggling. And to announce it now, I want the money by September 15th. And I, I understand that they're calling people, trying to get them to uh, renew season ticket holders. And, and if you were ever a season ticket holder on the list within the last couple of years or whatever, they're calling you as well to get you interested. <sighs> Jeez, I, I don't know, folks. It's just it's, it's beyond head-scratching at this point. Um, I, look, I think they need a new public relations guy, too. I think it's time for Jay Horowitz to retire and get somebody younger in there because they keep screwing up and screwing up and it's got to be coming out of that office. Some of it, some of it's got to be coming out of that office. So it's, I, I, you know, we need a clean sweep. Uh, and I hate to see Terry Collins go. Cause I don't think this is any of Terry Collins fault, but, Somebody's got to pay, and 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 Dan Warthin's got to go too. Somebody's got to pay for these injuries to the pitchers. Maybe the Warthin slider, as I've said many times before, isn't good for these guys' arms. And I think he's ruined Stephen Matz completely. He might have ruined Matt Harvey as well. So time to clean these guys out. You know, just just get them the heck out of here. And, and let's start over again. I mean, you still got a decent enough core. Uh, by the way, the Mets are ahead 3-2 to two in the fourth inning for Matt Harvey. And guess what? They took the lead, scoring two runs on a walk and two doubles. Two doubles and a walk. No home runs. Home runs are overrated. This uppercut swing and getting the ball. In the, I don't care what the numbers show. 
I don't care if it shows a strikeout is another out. That's baloney. Because if you make contact, something can happen. And if you strike out first and third, one out, let's let's give a thing for you sabermetric guys in there. Maybe somebody can answer me this question. Strikeout's just an out. Doesn't matter. First and third, one out. Guys up, strikes out, two outs. First and third, one out, same guys up. He hits a fly ball, the outfield, the run scores. So which is better in that situation, a strikeout or a flyout? Well, it seems to me the flyout is better because you put a run on the board. So by telling me that uh, uh, a strikeout is as good as any out, take the same scenario with no outs. And, and managers will say I'd rather have him strike out to hit it to a double play. Well, I think I'd rather have the double play and the run in than hoping that if he strikes out, you got one out and you got a guy coming up that hopefully can dr- still drive in the run. At least you got a run on the board. So I don't buy this whole thing about the strikeouts. It's just the same. It's just a regular out. It doesn't go that way. I'm sorry. Uh, but I don't believe it. All right, let's let's take a look because it's a long list here with the MASH report, the uh, medical report for this week. Uh, Met shortstop Ahmed Rosario is still experiencing swelling in his bruised right index finger and remains day-to-day, according to the team. He left Sunday's game against the Astros due to the injury and has not played since. Rosario hurt his finger swinging on Saturday and it swelled up on Sunday. He went 0 for 3 and was hit by a pitch but was unable to grip the bat late in the game and was replaced in the bottom of the eighth inning. X-rays on the finger came back negative. Uh, William uh, Wilma Flores saw a doctor in New York regarding his broken nose. Anybody saw that? That was a what a freak accident that was. He fouled the ball off right into his nose, broke his nose, uh, he's hoping that he can play within a week. The nose is still very swollen. No news from the doctor about uh, Wilmer. He was hitting 271 with 18 home runs and 52 RBIs in 110 games for the Mets this season. All right, let's go to the medical charts now. Mets infielder TJ Rivera is set to undergo Tommy John surgery on his right elbow. This week, he may have already had it. I'm not sure. Uh, Left-handed pitcher Josh Edgen had arthroscopic surgery on his left knee on Tuesday. David Wright underwent surgery Tuesday to repair his injured right rotator cuff. There is no timetable for Wright's recovery, which has to be viewed in context with his other injuries. He played three games for Class A St. Lucie in a rehab stint in August as he looked to return from that shoulder impingement that he had that kept him out since spring training after experiencing more pain in his shoulder. Wright terminated the rehab. He's been limited to 75 games over the past three seasons. He missed 124 games in 2015 due to lumbar spinal stenosis, a condition that he will forever need to monitor, and it's in his lower back. 
And according to uh, a source that told Mike Puma of the New York Post that David Wright was not yet considering retirement, he is under contract for the next three seasons. Mets outfielder Jonas Cespedes, who will alter his uh, spring training regimen or his offseason regiment was doing 1,000 pound bear squats before the season up from 700 pounds in 2015. And we all know how well that worked out, Johannes. 1,000 pound squats. Why? Why? Before suffering a season in ending hamstring injury last month, Cespedes, who dealt with nagging lower body injuries this season prior to the season ending one said he'd adjust his workout regimen to focus on being more athletic i want to come become more flexible more athletic have less bulk in my legs assessment uh, told the new york post i want to do less weightlifting. i'm going to do some different things i want to do yoga more stretching i want to be lighter i want to come around in at around 210 pounds and lose about 15 pounds. Well, now he's heading in the right direction, and maybe um, maybe Mr. Syndergaard and all these other guys need to take a page out of his book and come in in baseball shape, please. More flexible. Don't lift the weights. 1,000 pounds. Uh, why? All you did was build up muscle, and the, the minute you went to run, there goes the hamstring. But at least he learned, hopefully, from his mistakes, and uh, it'll work next year, hopefully. Uh, Michael Conforto still pains me when I see that and to talk about this surgery. He underwent surgery on Wednesday in Los Angeles to repair a torn posterior capsule in his left shoulder. Conforto is expected to miss roughly six months. Mets GM Sandy Alderson said on Tuesday, adding that the team should know more in about a month regarding a potential timetable. So why did they say again? Why do they say something that he's gonna be he's gonna miss roughly six months? Just don't say we don't have a timetable yet. People would be satisfied with that. And uh, Jeff from Long Island is reporting in that uh, Wilmer is Wilmer Flores is out for the rest of the season with that broken nose. No big surprise there. Um, do we have anybody left that started the season on this team? Uh, Alsdenson added that the dislocation Conforto suffered last month with the was the third he's had, with the first coming during high school and the second coming earlier this season in the batting cage. So uh, there you have it on uh, Michael Conforto out. Who knows how long? They're saying roughly six months. That would put him somewhere in March coming back. Now, when they six months, when they say six months, we don't know if that means before he can do baseball activities or just it's just six months, and and he you know he'll be ready to go play in game. Somehow, I don't think uh, it's going to be that aspect of it, but. Uh, 
We'll see. So um, we'll know more, as they say, uh, in a few weeks or uh, maybe a month or so. So stay tuned here, and we will bring that news to you as soon as we get it. And uh, again, let's take a break and be back after this. Check us out at MetsMusings.com and find the Mets Musings podcast on Stitcher.com, TuneIn.com, iTunes, Flipboard, and at BaseballPodcasts.net. That's BaseballPodcasts with an S, dot net. Did you know that Baseball PhD can be heard on BaseballTalkRadio.com? Our shows rotate with other top baseball podcasts. Now don't forget, that's BaseballTalkRadio.com. With us, we'll help you get a PhD in life through baseball. With BaseballTalkRadio.com, you'll hear the rest of the excellent universe of baseball podcasts. This is Frank Nappy, author of the Legend of Mickey Tussler series, and you're listening to Mets Musings with Gary Mack. And I'm back, and if you missed the announcement earlier, we are going video with Mets Musings. Still going to do the audio, but we're going video, and we uh, will be doing the show live at 8 p.m., 8.05 maybe, on a Thursday evening uh, just like we are right now and not the way I wanted to do the show again. But uh, what the heck, we're doing it and um, I'm going to try to do uh, uh, the best show that we can each and every week. It's going to be a little uh, different in the off season because, um, you know, a lot of news doesn't come out, but we'll try to do something, maybe dig up some some old interviews that we did that were interesting that we can replay uh, and uh, maybe um, bring on some uh, guests to just talk baseball over the winter and fill it in with Mets news whenever it comes about. And uh, got some authors uh, that have books coming out that I'm sure would be glad to come on and we'll be glad to have them. So we'll figure it out as we go along, but uh, I hope you'll stay with us all year as you have in the past and uh, it's greatly appreciated okay down on the farm let's go <coughs> binghamton is the only minor league affiliate to make it to the playoffs for the new york mets the rumble ponies are in the eastern division championship series they won their first game last night Corey Oswalt fired seven innings, one one run ball to to guide the uh, Rumble Ponies past the Trenton Thunder four to one in Game One of the Eastern Division Championship Series. He was backed by a pair of two run doubles from Peter Alonzo and Matt Oberst. Three Ponies pitchers combined to rack up a dozen strikeouts, sending Binghamton to a one nothing lead in the best of five series, and I believe they are. Losing tonight, the last I saw 
Uh, they were down six to five, and I cannot tell you what inning it was, but uh, down six to five. Um, and as of yesterday, here are some of the organizational leaders for the Mets in the minor leagues. Uh, position players, the average wise, Rigoberto Terrazas of Kingsport was hitting 348. Wagner Lagrange. Well, Lagrange of Brooklyn hitting 333. Juan Urate of Kingsport hitting 305. Walter Rasquin of Brooklyn, 300. Hansel Moreno of Kingsport hitting a 295. Home runs. Peter Alonzo with Binghamton has 18. David Thompson also with Binghamton has 16. Uh, Cody Decker with Vegas had 15. RBIs. Dominic Smith, well, before he got called up, had 76. Uh, Travis Tyrone, before he got called up, had 78. Dash Winningham from Columbia has 70. Johan Urena at Vegas has 70. Uh, David Thompson at Binghamton, 68. Uh, in the steals department, Champ Stewart continues with Binghamton. He's got 35. Walter Raskin, unless he stole something tonight, he's got 31 with the Cyclones. Jacob Zanin at St. Lucie has 30. And Jose Miguel Medina, also with Brooklyn, 29. And Patrick Biondi with Binghamton, 26. Uh, Johan Urena is an interesting guy because if he can hit at the AAA level, he could be playing third base next to uh, Ahmad Rosario like he did in Brooklyn. Uh, so we're going to keep an eye on him and see how he does as he progresses. Now, I, I have to check his numbers for this year. He got, I think he started the year in St. Lucie and then went to Binghamton and then apparently went to Vegas. I could be wrong. He might have started Binghamton and went to Vegas. But he looked like a good talent a couple of years ago and then fought some wrist injuries for a couple of years and, and uh, really got kind of uh, – he was on a par with Rosario there and kind of got left behind, but seemed to have uh, made his way up to AAA. And 70 RBIs is a nice season. Uh, let's take a look at the pitchers in the organization. Jason Valera of the uh, Gulf Coast League Mets has a 1.88 ERA. Corey Oswald of Binghamton, a 2.28 ERA. Uh, Brian Capisano. Uh, Brooklyn has a 2.98 ERA. P.J. Conlin of Binghamton, another guy to keep an eye on, 3.38. Harold Gonzalez of St. Lucie, 3.53. Mickey Janice of Binghamton, 3.60 uh, ERA. In the wins department, Mirandy Gonzalez, St. Lucie has 12. Another guy to keep an eye on. Andrew Church, St. Lucie has 12. Corey Oswald of Binghamton has 12. Casey Delgado of Binghamton has 11. Jordan Humphreys, before his uh, surgery, season-ending Tommy John surgery, had 10 wins with St. Lucie. In the saves department, Corey Burns of Binghamton had 19. Adonis Yusita of Binghamton had 14. Tyler Bachelor of Binghamton had 13. And Jason Bradford, before his call-up, had 11 saves in Vegas. And in strikeouts, Nabil 
Chris Matt at St. Lucie, I butchered that name up, has 142 strikeouts. Corey Oswald Binghamton at 119. P.J. Conlin of Binghamton, 108. Harold Gonzalez of St. Lucie has 100. And Andrew Church of St. Lucie, 98. And I like Harold Gonzalez. He was good last year with the uh, Cyclones. He's a guy to watch. I, I still say you got to watch him. Everybody was watching Mirandy Gonzalez, who had a great year nothing against him uh but harold is another guy that could uh, sneak up there if they give him a chance he doesn't throw 150 miles an hour so um whether sandy gives him a chance uh we've seen some of the guys that uh, he traded for uh callahan and uh rames uh, saw them pitch rames looked very good so far callahan got hit a little bit in his first um, his first appearance, but looked better in his second appearance. So we'll keep a watchful eye on those guys. Hopefully they'll be in the bullpen. They have a chance to be in the bullpen in 2018. And this is audition time, folks. So we're going to see uh, uh, him, uh, Jamie Rames, and uh, Jacob Rame, and Jamie Callahan, and uh, oh, and I forgot the Mets acquired Nori Aoki, of course. You've probably seen him playing right field every day. And guess what? He don't hit home runs either. But he's getting on base, and getting on base pretty frequently so far. Um, has looked pretty good. A little shaky in the outfield, but he has looked good offensively, and maybe that's a guy they need to break back to bring back next year as a uh, as a, a table setter for uh, Cespedes, and hopefully Conforto when he gets back, and um, whoever else they're going to have uh, on this team next year. But uh, maybe something to consider, and that would be Nori Aoki brings a little bit of speed, brings a little bit of aggression at the plate. And uh, maybe he can teach these young guys a thing or two. Uh, Mets are up 5-2 to two now in, uh, I believe, the uh, fifth inning or the sixth inning. Waiting for the screen to change. Um, fifth inning. So perhaps Harvey will come out after pitching five innings and if they can hang on, he'll get a win. And uh, wouldn't that be good to see? Didn't look great, but, you know, Cincinnati can hit. Make no, make, make no mistake about it. They have a, a, a decent lineup. Their problem is their pitching staff. So, uh, But uh, Harvey um, gave up two runs, but he got they scored five for him. So uh, I would imagine he will be out after this inning. And uh, maybe in line for a big win, and that would go a long way for bringing up his confidence with the uh, the off season coming around. And I think that's why uh, Syndergaard wants to pitch. He doesn't want to go ten months without pitching uh, in a game and uh, on a on a mound in in uh, some sort of competition. So. Um, all right, this is going to be a shorter show than hopefully the future shows will be because we had no guest and because of uh, some technical problems. But I want to apologize to those that sat through the technical problems in the beginning um, at the other attempts, and uh, we'll be working on it. It always seems to work when uh, 
until I go live with the regular show. So uh, stick by us and enjoy it. And uh, we'll be back again next week with episode 300, the big 300. Uh, Until then, keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets.